Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Spa Strong Podcast. I'm Royal. I'm Melissa. And today, this is episode 10. Episode 10. Yeah, we got 10 down and a bunch more to go. We're excited. Um, we've had guests on the last few episodes, so we decided to just take a break from that a little bit. We have more guests coming, but just to talk to you guys. Yeah, we miss you guys. Yeah. So today we will be discussing goals, dreams, vision boards, all the good shit. Yeah. So, Melissa, start us off with some goals or visions or dreams or thoughts. Okay. All that good stuff. Okay. (laughs) So, I wanted to talk about this because actually, Royal and I just recently made a vision board for 2020. And I don't know if y'all have made a vision board before. Um, This was my first time really doing it. Mine too. I didn't even want to do it. You made me do it. I know. I've been asking Royal if we could please make a vision board for... About two years. Has it been two years? Yeah, I've just been ducking and dodging for two years. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that you ignored something I wanted for two years. I married you. What kind of husband are you? I'm a great one. (laughs) I have boundaries, Melissa, and I have balance, and I need my health and safety. But, um... Okay, let me ask Which is what we promote. Okay, let me ask you this. Why why didn't you want to make a vision board? I just didn't think I needed a vision board. Like, I, I got it all right here in my head. I didn't think I needed one. It yeah. wasn't laziness also. Okay. And because I thought it was a waste of time. Like, I didn't need one. Okay. But now that we have one, I need one. Yeah. yeah. Now you see that it's actually really cool. It is. So one of the reasons why I wanted to make a vision board uh, was because... You know, you hear about them and you see people's cute vision boards that they cut out all the cute pictures from magazines with all the big, cool text and everything. And, you know, it's just awesome to see all put out on this poster board what kind of life it is that they want to create for themselves. And I read a book years ago. Oh, my gosh. I wish I could remember which one it is. I'm going to have to see if I can remember what it was. And then I will post it in the show notes, episode notes, if and when I figure out what book it was. But he talked about, the author talked about how he um, was an entrepreneur. He was trying to build this business and create this life for himself. And so he decided to make a vision board. So he put, it wasn't like a this year only vision board. It was long-term lifestyle vision board goals. Uh, So he put stuff on there about the car he wanted to drive, um, how he wanted his business to be. He found this house that was like his dream house and he cut, you know, printed out pictures of that and cut them out and put it on the vision board and everything. So he had it up in his office for a long time. And then as years went on and his business was growing, he's changing offices, changing locations. It, It ended up getting packed up. He kind of forgot about it. And then years later, you know, he was married now, he's got kids, they were moving into a new house and he was opening up some old boxes and he found his old vision board and he was like, oh, look at this. And he pulled it out and he realized that the house that he had just bought and moved into with his wife and his children was the house that like years before he had put on his vision board. That's amazing. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that's that's amazing. Like, that is the power of 
I mean, vision boards, but I believe that along with vision boards, you also need goals. And we're going to talk about the difference between dreams and goals in a minute here. But I remember listening to the book. I, I read it on Audible, but I remember listening to it. And when he told that story, I just got chills. I was like, this is incredible that he decided this is not even just the kind of house, but I guess like the house that I want to live in. He put that out into the universe and then he started working toward it. And then the universe opened up those doors for him. And that's literally the exact house that he ended up in. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. I love it so much. I'm a firm believer that um, the universe responds to action. So if there is something that you want, if you just think about it to yourself and you're like, oh, it would be really cool if I were fully booked 40 hours a week, or it would be really cool if... I had a Jew wagon or, you know, whatever it is that you are wanting in your life. Um, if you just think it to yourself and you're like, oh, that would be cool. And then you do nothing with it. Just a dream. It's just a dream. Like yeah. the universe isn't going to say, oh, you, Sally, deserve or are obviously like um, capable of handling the responsibility or the opportunity of... 40 hours, you know, book solid 40 hours a week or, you know, whatever it might be. So I think, and you know, you can call it the universe, you can call it God, you can call it grace, like whatever it is. I believe that you have to put action behind whatever it is that you want. Otherwise it's just like, oh, this is a nice idea. And you're just talking out your ass. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's something um, I think about like, I don't know. It's so easy in this world, you know, we get on the internet and we can see all these other things that people have or all of these great businesses that are running strong, these spas that are doing amazing. And you can just think to yourself, oh, I wish I had that. I wish I were there. I wish I had this. I wish I were that person, blah, 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 blah. And then you just keep scrolling and wishing and scrolling and wishing and scrolling and wishing. But like, what if you decided rather than scrolling and wishing that you were going to sit down and create a plan? Yeah. But then they think, oh, that's too hard. So it's like, oh, you don't want it that much then, do you? Well, and it's, it is easy to get overwhelmed by that, to look at the situation that you're in and be like, I'm driving a beat up Honda Civic and swiping through Tinder for dates and so that I can have dinner. P.S. Not because I want to go out with anybody, because I am starving to death. And, um, basically all my clients are no showing and how am I ever supposed to get to a place where I have the life and the career of my dreams? Like, how is that even possible right now? That can be really daunting and overwhelming. And listen, y'all, I have been there. I've had the old beat up Honda Civic. We were just talking about it today. I, <laughs> after my, after my car accident, my, um, first one here in LA, when I lost my spa, Royal. We've been dating for like two months. I had no car. I had literally nothing. He bought me a $500 car yep. from one of his classmates from the police academy. And uh, and now here we are rolling strong in a G-Wagon. Just kidding. Negative. I drive a 2014 Kia Sorento, but it's a good car. Yeah. I love it. The G-Wagon will be next. Oh, there you go. It's talk, on our vision board. Talk your shit. What? Talk your shit. It's on our vision board. <laughs> um, so <laughs> anyway, so I want to talk about um, creating a plan. 
and actually taking steps toward the things that you want in life, whether that's in your personal life, in your business, in your relationships, whatever it might be. So making a plan. When I set a goal, okay, now first of all, real quick, the difference between a dream and a goal is what? The difference between a dream and a goal is a goal is usually something that's kind of a short-term attainable. Like, it's attainable. Like, a dream is the ultimate what you want, but goals are what you need to set to get to it. Like it has to, like that's what I think. I think for I you not to, I, I think for you not to get off track, you need to set goals, things that can be reached. You're gonna mm-hmm. have to work hard to get them, but you know you can reach it. Mm-hmm. So if you want, I'm saying like if you want your 12 pack abs, whatever like that, I wouldn't say reach for that first. First, all right, let me make sure I could do these, these run these three miles. Mm-hmm. Let me make sure I could do you know, bench or squat or whatever, or do how many sit-ups I need to do first. Mm-hmm. Just set goals. Mm-hmm. That will come. Just set goals first. Mm-hmm. Little stepping stones to be able to pat yourself on the back and keep you and keep yourself going. Mm-hmm. So like little wins along little the way. Little wins. You need wins to keep you going. Okay. So I totally see what you're saying. My difference is that I would say a dream is something that you want that you don't create a plan for. You just think about it sometimes. And a goal is something that you create a plan for. So like Royal was saying, you can have little short-term goals or you can have longer-term goals that will lead you to that ideal, you know, that big dream, that big goal, that the lifestyle that you're dreaming about or the size of company that you're dreaming about or, you know, whatever it might be. So I love what you were talking about with little wins along the way, because if you're just like, okay, my goal is to make a million dollars in a year, but how, like what, I mean, that's kind of overwhelming, you know? So what I like to do is work backwards. I'll set a big goal. And then rather than looking at where I am today and thinking to myself, oh my gosh, how am I ever going to get to a million dollars or the G-Wagon, you know, whatever. We're talking about G-Wagons a lot. <laughs> but um, but now you all know what my dream car is. But anyway, so if you're, if you just look at where you are today and you're like, oh my gosh, that seems impossible, then it's going to be really hard to create the steps to get to that point. So what I like to do is think about having achieved that goal already. So imagine that I've already achieved that goal and then work backwards. So, you know, I, so for example, we wrote a blog article, uh, on the website a long time ago. It's been, gosh, several months. So we'll link that down below, but in the article or the post, I talk about when I graduated aesthetic school, I found this spa in Houston that I really, really wanted to work at. And I knew that I wanted to go back to Texas um, I wasn't sure where I wanted to go exactly or what I wanted to do, but I was researching different medical spas out there because I went to like a medical-based aesthetic school and I really, really loved it. And so I found this spa and I was like, this is where I need to work. I love everything about it. I read all the information about, you know, how it got started and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, this is the spa for me. I have to work at this medical spa. So 
I was just this nobody, like about to graduate aesthetic school, hadn't passed my state boards yet, um, living in Utah, like how in the world, I didn't know anybody in the industry. I didn't know anybody who worked at this medical spa. So rather than get overwhelmed and tell myself, okay, clearly you're a nobody and this is impossible. I put myself in the position that like, okay, I have this job. So how did I get there? Let's work backwards. So if I wanted to be working in Houston, I would have passed an interview. I would have received my Texas aesthetics license. In order to do that, I would have needed to pass or get my Utah aesthetics license, which means I would have need to, needed to pass my state boards, which means I would have needed to go to state board study classes and practice that state board and review for the um, written exam. And in, um, in order for me to take my state boards, then I would have needed to finish aesthetic school. So I would have need, I would need to study and do my homework and show up for my hours um, in order for me to make sure I had time for all those things. I wasn't going to be able to take on extra shifts at Sephora, which is where I was working at the time. And I was always taking extra shifts at that point. So I recognized that I needed to make some sacrifices so that I could get to that long-term goal. So do you see how I kind of worked backwards? Oh, and then I was like, okay, in order to pass my interview, that means I need to get the interview, which means I need to have a killer resume and a killer cover letter because there are probably gonna be a lot of online applicants. And so in order to make sure that these are great, maybe what I need to do is schedule appointments with my dean of students at school and also the spa manager at the school and have them review this and go to the career, what do you call them, um, workshops that the school was offering so I could practice interviewing and then role play interview, you know, blah, 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 all that stuff. So do you see, I was like, okay, I have the job in Houston. Now let's work backwards. So then I wasn't just a nobody who hadn't graduated aesthetic school living in Salt Lake City, Utah. Suddenly I had this clear plan. I knew exactly what steps I needed to take in order to achieve that goal of going to Houston and getting this job. P.S. I got the job. Yay! Like that. Like that. And it was awesome because if you look, I'll talk about this in another um, episode as well when we have another guest on. But um, the position that they opened up was actually for a front desk associate. And I was like, I can totally be a receptionist. I get my foot in the door and then... Um, eventually they'll hire me as an esthetician or a treatment provider or something, I'm sure. So I went in and I interviewed for it and they were like, uh, ask, you know, asking me all of the receptionist questions. And I could tell I wasn't doing very well because she kept trying to guide my answers. And I was like, fuck, like, what am I doing? This is so awful. And then finally she was just kind of like, you know, why did you apply for this position? Do you really want to be a receptionist? And I said, no, I just want to get my foot in the door. I really want to be a treatment provider. And she was like, okay, I don't know if you're the best fit as a receptionist. However, we have a treatment provider position that we're just about to open up. We haven't even advertised for it yet, but I think you're going to be an awesome treatment provider and I want to offer you that position instead. That's so good. Isn't that awesome? That's rare. I know. So it's like, first she was sour, then she was sweet. She said, your personality is trash. <laughs> <laughs> she said, your personality is trash, but... <laughs> <laughs> you got the job as a treatment provider. She's like, 
basically, we don't want anybody to have contact with you first. (laughs) You should not be representing our spa right off the bat. But once we have our amazing front desk representatives meet the people, then you could just deal with them in the back. There you go. Lays away all of their unwanted hair and don't talk to them. No, I'm just kidding. That's not what happened at all. Um, But... I probably would have been about as good of a receptionist as I was a waitress, which I was a horrible waitress. I just, I'm good with customer service, like one-on-one, which is why I'm an excellent trimmer provider. But when you have 15 people calling in at the same time or 15 people needing their water refilled, nobody's getting that water refilled and nobody's calls are getting answered. Damn. (laughs) So Royal's here to answer all your phone calls. (laughs) I I got you guys. I got you. Again, I'm great one-on-one. Or if I have a classroom, like I'm so good at teaching. If I have a classroom full of students and we're all in it together and then there's time and I can just go down the line and take care of every single student's needs. But I don't know why I can't transfer that over to like a less structured. Here I am saying can't. Maybe I should set a goal. That isn't a goal you want to reach. (laughs) You're right. It's not exactly important to me. That brings up another really good point that your goals should be important to you. Like, In order for you to achieve them and make the changes you need to make in order to make those dreams or those goals come true, they have to be things that actually matter to you and not just things that you see other people doing in the industry. So you're like, oh, well, maybe I should do that because everybody else is doing it. Exactly. And I have to be like everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure that whatever it is that you are trying to accomplish in your life is right for you. That those are the right goals for you. For example. Sorry, Royal, I'm talking a lot. But I have a lot of thoughts about this. It's okay. Okay. So, for example, I was thinking about this earlier when I was getting ready today. That um, I had a goal of learning how to do mega volume perfect lashes. Because, I I mean, lashes was my specialty before my car accident. And lashes and chemical pills. That was all I did. And I loved it. It was great. But I mean, and I had this wonderful clientele that was perfect for me. I mean, it was just fun. But I would go on Instagram and I'd see all of these pictures of these like gorgeous, symmetrical, perfectly shaped volume lash bands. And I was like, oh, this is what I should be doing. Like, this is what people like. This is the new trend in the industry. And so... I need to be like everybody else, essentially. So I took a really, really wonderful class. It was by Trina at Maven Artistry. She's amazing. And I took this class and it was so wonderful. But honestly, like my heart wasn't exactly in it because as beautiful as the lashing was, like the work was, I was kind of like, I don't know. It just wasn't really my style. And so I would practice a little bit, but not really. And I was already doing volume lashes. Like, so it wasn't to learn how to do volume lashes. It was just to try to learn how to do, make my lashing fit into this particular mold. So I'd practice a little bit and it was kind of like, okay, this is cool. I guess I'm bored. I'm going to go do something else. And when I started implementing what I learned with my clients, my clients were kind of like, okay, this is this is really pretty, but I mean, if this is what I wanted, I would have gone to somebody else. Like I like the way you do lashes. I like that yours look more natural. I like that yours 
are like this or like that or whatever it is. And I kind of took a step back and realized like, oh my gosh, my clients come to me because of me and because of my skill set and because of my style. And so I put so much emphasis into learning how to be like, quote, everybody else when I didn't even recognize that I didn't need to do that. Like my clients came for me because I was unique. And, um, and again, I like taking that class from Trina was 100% worth it. I learned so many wonderful things that helped me become a better lash artist, but it also helped me to realize that I didn't have to be like everybody else to have a successful business just because my clients weren't like, I want, you know, 92 D mega volume lashes that didn't make me any better or any worse of a lash artist. So I need, I realized that the goals that I set and the things that I put my time in and the places I spend my money and continuing education or whatever need to fit with who I am and what I want and what works for my business. Not just because everybody else is like, Oh, this is the way to do it or the cool way to do it. Okay. So, um, goals, actions, you got to make steps sometimes to avoid overwhelm, work backwards. So then you realize you just have, you have each of your steps lined out and then you just focus on one step at a time. Don't worry about the fact that it might take you three days or six months or a year or five years to achieve the end goal. Just focus on each little step at a time. And get your little wins in there. That's what I wanted to say also. Like Royal was saying, have your little wins. So maybe you have your long-term one-year, five-year, 10-year goal, whatever, but set those little shorter-term goals along the way. So if goal setting is new for you, then maybe start with like a one-day goal where you're like, okay, in my next workday, I'm setting a goal of upselling one client or I normally upsell 10, so this time I'm going to upsell 15. Or I want to set a one-week goal of selling X amount of money in product. So make it small and then decide on what steps you need to take. Okay, if you're wanting to upsell, then you've got to talk to every single client who comes in your door and lays down on your treatment table about what they can add on. So have some ideas. Okay, if they're going to get you know, their lashes done, then maybe I could add in a brow wax or a lip wax. Or if they're getting a chemical peel, then maybe I can do like a special... I don't know, like upgraded mask to put on with it or whatever, but create your plan, have your plan so that you know ahead of time, okay, this is how I'm going to act. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'll respond to each of these situations so that I can make your, my goals come true. And then after the day is done or the time period is done, then look back and evaluate and decide, okay, how did that work? Did I achieve my goal? Did I not achieve my goal? If I did, what went well? How can I, you know, was it too easy? Should I make it more difficult? If I didn't achieve my goal, why? Did I let fear stop me? Did I not create a good enough plan um, or a thorough enough plan? Um, Were there external circumstances that kept me from being able to achieve my goal? You know, what was it and how can you adapt that goal so that you can achieve it next time? Okay, so one thing I want to add is Having an accountability buddy. So we have a, an accountability buddy. She knows who she is if she's listening. 
We love you. Yeah, we love you. Um, and yeah, every Sunday we we text one another and just check up on each other. Like completing your goals by yourself gets hard, but when you have somebody that is going to check in on you and make sure you're doing what you're supposed to do, it's kind of like you're also doing it for them. Like you don't want to let them down as well because mm-hmm. you know they're doing their part, so you have to be doing yours. You don't want to be half-assing, mm-hmm. and so you're like you look forward to that that week. The end week or whatever day you guys schedule to talk, like to tell them what I what I got done and to see what they got done, and to just push each other along. And so, yeah, like having just a little, you know, just somebody to help you along the way. Like doing it alone sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, power to the people who do do it alone, you know. But just you know, just having a community, just somebody to talk to, somebody who doesn't like shoot down your ideas or whatever, you know, just. Just listen and you can listen to them. Yeah, really just, you know, cheer each other on. Yeah, I think that's a really important point to make sure that you pick somebody who is going to cheer you on and not shoot down your ideas. Because unfortunately, sometimes even the people that are very close to us, like family members, good friends, people that we love, they they may not have a growth mindset like you have. They may not have an entrepreneurial mindset or big goals for themselves. And sometimes, unfortunately, they might feel threatened by people who want to change their lives for the better. So you may share that you have a goal to increase your revenue by $50,000 in the next year. And they may be like, oh, that doesn't really seem possible. Or come up with some reason like, well, that's going to be really hard when you're only working 15 hours a week. You know, you, you yeah, know what it's like, people? It's like, well, damn, bro. Like, I Yeah. Like, F me. I know. Like, all right, shoot down my damn dreams. But it's like, but here's the thing. And it's Steve, I can't really, I don't know the exact quote. But Steve Harvey said that, like, all, all your dreams and goals sound good until you tell them to somebody. Like until you tell them somebody and then they shoot it down. Yeah. But you think your dream and your goal is not like is not going to go anywhere or do anything or it sucks because the person you told it to is your loved one mm-hmm. or your friend. And you think they have the best intentions for you also. Mm-hmm. So when they shoot it down or they say it's trash, you're like, oh, dang. Okay. Well, yeah. I guess it is whack then because I told it to a not like-minded person yeah. who, you know... So, yeah, man, do you. Yes. And go for your goals. And if you have any goals, you can always hit me up, and I'll cheer you the fuck on. Yes. Yeah, man. Seriously, we both will. Um, That reminds me of another book that I read where this guy was, um, he was learning how to deal with rejection. Is that the same book? I read a lot of books, y'all. Sometimes they all She reads a lot of books, and I listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm not a big reader. That's fine. You're still learning. Yeah. But um, anyway, I'll figure out what book this one was too, and I'll put it in the show notes. But in the episode notes, God. not show notes. <laughs> in the when you say show notes, it makes me think of spirit fingers. But this is <laughs> it makes you think of my whole family. Yes. Spirit fingers. <laughs> my family are performers. <laughs> Fun fact: she's never seen Bring It On either, so she doesn't know what spirit fingers are. It looks like jazz fingers, right? Yeah, but see, you, but people you that's listening to, probably seen it. But you have to remember that I was a theater major in college. You were a theater. I, did, I didn't act, y'all. I did the makeup behind the scenes. Thank you very much. 
But um, yeah, so I was around all the theater kids being like, oh, jazz hands. Got you. But the OGs really know what I'm talking about. Okay, well, all y'all OGs can go have drinks together after the show. For sure. Drinks on me. <laughs> but um, damn it, what was I going to say? Oh, so I read this book and he talked about how this was like years and years ago. And he had this great idea for this shoe that was a regular sneaker, but it had a wheel oh, in it. No, yeah. no, no, listen, listen, listen. No, you don't know what I'm going to say. Listen. Oh, okay. He had a, It had a wheel in it. And he was like, this is awesome because, you know, you can walk when you need to, or you can like use this wheel and like wheel around. Glide? So he kind of glide. Wheel around. I don't know. <laughs> Roll oh, around. Oh my goodness. But anyway, so... He kind of drew a picture of it, and he's like, this is awesome. I'm going to tell my uncle about it, because his uncle was this person that he was very, very close to, and he really looked up to his uncle and the things that his uncle had accomplished in his life. So he showed it to his uncle, and his uncle was like, that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. He straight up told him that it was, that he thought it was trash. So this guy who had this awesome idea, or what he thought was an awesome idea, was like, oh, this is garbage. I shouldn't pursue this. I'm so embarrassed I even showed it to anybody. Like, I'm just going to throw this away. Okay, fast forward. Very, like, not that long. Like, a couple years later. And all of a sudden, these shoes called... What are they called? Heelys. Heelys. I had some. Them shits was hot. You had Heelys? I was rolling around. Yeah. I was rolling around. Oh, my god! Trying to get numbers on with them. <laughs> I was feeling myself. And then we'll be in school and be like, yo, 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 can we no skating in the halls? I'm like, okay, let me let me take it out. Let me take the the wheel. Let me take the wheel out the bottom of my shoe and just walk down. Oh, when they're not man. looking, I put it back in and glide out of it. Oh my gosh. You were one of those kids. I feel I like I was a player, bro. I feel like it came out at a time where I was like just too old for them. Yeah, because you're five years older than me. I know. I'm an old lady. Yeah. I'm your grandma. No, you're gorgeous and you're my wife. Thanks, I love you. Definitely love not you your too. grandma. Oh, but, um, did I say you're my grandma? No, I said I was your oh, grandma. Oh, my bad. <laughs> oh, okay, you got it. Anyway, so so when these healings came out, the author of this book was like, are you freaking kidding me? This guy, whoever invented these after I came up with the idea, is like making stupid money over these stupid shoes. So he later he ends up calling his uncle and he's like, "Do you ever remember me telling you about this idea for a shoe that I had?" And the uncle was like, "Oh yeah, what about it?" And he's like, "Man, I never pursued it because you said it was stupid. And now these Heelys are out and this guy's making all this money, blah blah." And his uncle was like, "Why did you listen to me? Like, I'm just your uncle. I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm not a businessman. I don't know how any of that stuff works." Like, why did you come to me for advice on that? You should have gone to somebody who invents stuff for advice. And he was like, oh. So even though, like, his uncle loved him, obviously. But his uncle wasn't equipped to have an opinion, like, a valid opinion in this matter. So the point that I'm trying to make and that I think Royal was trying to make is that when you have goals and you have ideas and things that you believe will further your career or different aspects of your life, share those ideas with like-minded people or people who actually have experience in those areas rather than like going to your dry cleaner for financial advice. 
so to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. And sometimes the people who love you the absolute most, they don't want you to fail. They don't want you to be disappointed. They don't want you to make a fool of yourself. They they have your, they think your best interest at heart, but maybe they don't have the same kind of goals that you have. They don't have the same kind of mindset that you have. So maybe they're not exactly the people you should share your great ideas with, which sucks. I have family members that I'm like, I love this person. I want to tell them everything that I want to do with Spa Strong or with my fitness goals or whatever it is. But I've learned that I can't because I met with negativity or doubt or toxicity. So find the people in your life who build you up and who want you to push yourself, want to see you succeed want to help you achieve your goals or be a sounding board or a brainstorm buddy or whatever it might be. Those are the people. I'm not saying that those are the people, those are the only people you should spend your time with. Um, but those are the people that will help your business grow and will help you reach your full potential in your life. So make sure you have those people. And if you need somebody to talk about your goals, send us a message. We'll talk to you about them. But um, let's see. Is there anything else that we want to... I don't think so. Yeah. I think we kind of... Yeah, we kind of knocked it out. I know. So anyway, I'll link the blog post. Oh, that's another thing that I do want to share. Sometimes setting goals requires vulnerability. Because it takes courage to say that you want something different than what you already have. That you want more than what, you know, the cards that you have been dealt thus far. And it can be scary to even write that down or even dream it or print out a picture and put it on a vision board because you're like, well, who am I? You know, who am I to want my business to absolutely explode? Or who am I to want, you know, a dream vacation or to buy a private jet? Or who am I to want to start a nonprofit and you know, whatever, whatever. Who aren't you? Why, why shouldn't you go and do those things? Why shouldn't you have those things in your life? Um, what, I guess what I want you to realize is that other people have those things. So why not you? And the only person that's keeping you from getting them is you. And I know that that it can be so scary to be like, you know, I want more than what my parents taught me or what my parents gave me or what the kids that I grew up with have in their lives. Or I want something bigger than what the norm is in my hometown or in my industry even. But you can make that happen. I promise you that you can. If you want it enough, if you take the time to make a plan and to make changes in your life and to make sacrifices, like, okay, maybe you don't spend so much time watching Netflix and you spend more time researching your industry, or maybe you don't go and get your, I feel sorry for myself, um, milkshake that you get on Monday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. 
Uh, instead, you go to the gym. Like what I'm saying is, and I'm not shaming your milkshake because I have, I feel sorry for myself milkshakes a lot. Um, actually, not so much anymore. I feel like I've improved, but I do have my milkshakes from time to time and that's okay. My point is that sometimes you need to make sacrifices. A sacrifice is something, trading something good for something better. And so if there is a goal that you want, if there is something different or more that you are hoping to achieve, you can't keep doing what it is that you're already doing. You're going to have to make changes to be able to get there. So look at your life. Look at how you spend your time. Look at who you hang out with. Look at, you know, what you're doing for your business or whatever it is and decide what needs to change. If you need to start doing more of something, less of something, doing one thing differently than you've been doing it before, whatever it is, you are capable of making those changes in order to achieve those goals. You can do this. We totally, totally believe in you. Just remember that a goal has steps and it has a time frame. So if you're like, I want a million dollars and that's it, then that's kind of more of just like, an idea. But if you're like, I want to have made my first million by 2022, like June 6, 2022. Okay. Now you have a time frame. All right. So let's start making those steps. Let's start creating the plan of action to achieve that goal. But you deserve that million dollars, girl, guy, whoever you are, you deserve that million dollars or the G wagon or another location at your spa or 40 hours a week book solid with a two month waiting list. Like you deserve whatever it is that you are dreaming of. So turn that dream into a, an actionable goal and make your vision board. So you remember it every day. Oh, like that. Bam. Like that. Um, are you good? I'm good. All right. I just want to add, please uh, leave us a five star rating. We really appreciate it. Please. And not just a five star rating. Write a review for us. I was going to go there. Oh, I'm sorry. You always got to steal my sprinkle or thunder. You always got to steal it from me. Write a review. (laughs) All right, y'all. Please. We need all the the good ratings, all the good reviews. If there's any other topics you'd like us to discuss, please let us know. If you'd like to be on the podcast, let us know and we'll hear you out and hear your story. And um, just please help us out, you guys. Thank you for listening. We love y'all. Again, give us your feedback. We want to hear how y'all like not only this episode, but the podcast in general. Um, Tag us on Instagram if you're listening to it and send us a DM if you have ideas of other topics you want to hear about or if you you want to join us. We'd love to have you. All right. See ya. Take care. Bye. Bye.